Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Carlos. Yo! Tyler. Happy day! Aaron. Hello! And John. Hey, everyone. In this episode, our 50th... We're reviewing the Symbiote comics released in March 2021, including the King and Black tie-ins, as well as Venom number 34, King and Black number 5, King and Black's Planet of the Symbiotes number 3, and a few of the cool comics. Um, as before, we'll spend the majority of our time reviewing the major issues and then burn through the tie-ins with the rapid-fire reviews. So let's go ahead and just start with the big ones. Um, and I'm just going to, you know, give you the overview of uh, Venom number 34 and King Black number 5 um, simultaneously because they kind of tie into each other really well. It's, it's a nice flow of story. So um, first off, we have Venom number 34. And if you haven't read the issues yet, um, this is a spoiler warning. We're going to get into some really deep spoilers. Uh, with Symbiote dragon Flash Thompson causing chaos in the real world, Eddie faces his final confrontation with Null and the Hive. At last, Eddie and Venom are reconnected in the Hive, giving them the power they need to manifest back in the real world as a giant Venom to take the fight to Null. Uh, Venom, instruct, uh, sorry, Venom instructs Flash to seek out his corpse and bond his codex form to it, ultimately resulting in a final teaser panel of the resurrected Flash's Thompson's hand rising from his grave. The God of Light, revealed in King and Black number 4 to be Captain Universe's Enigma Force, pierces Venom and transfers Eddie's codex form back to his hospitalized corpse, resurrecting him. And then we roll over to King Black number 5, where we see Silver Surfer facing off against Null, transforming his, bra- uh, his board into a sword to match All Black, the Necrosword. Before he and Earth's heroes charge en masse against Null, a transformed, cosmic-powered Venom enters the fray and merges the Silver Surfer's board with uh, Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, into a really neat-looking battle axe. Venom gives chase to retreating Null as the rest of the heroes deal with the onslaught of symbiote dragons. Null throws everything and the, and the Celestial at Venom, but to no avail. Venom finally exacts his vengeance upon Null, ultimately destroying the god host and his remains within Dillon. The story ends with the Enigma Force leaving Eddie and Venom, freeing the hive of Null's influence, becoming the new King in Black. Whew! That was quite the, uh... Is back! Quite the finale. He's back, baby! It, it has been two years, ten months, and eight days since he died. And he's finally back. And suck I it, Aaron. Suck it. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Aaron's happy. He got his cool Eddie moment. So we got this. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm... I've just been on cloud nine all day, man. I am so happy. This, I, oh, I, I can't even like starting with just about 34. That issue just raised my spirit so much. Like not only you got the awesome, you know, Eddie and Venom reuniting. And then you got, you know, flash as a dragon. You know, he's a, he's literally a dragon. Like I can't, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. It just is. Flash is literally a dragon. An anti-venom dragon. <laughs> and then, yeah, and, the, and then we got Eddie as kaiju-sized venom, which is an idea he stole <laughs> uh, from uh, Mr. Lee Price. 
or one. <laughs> but he was larger, though. So he he was larger, big big boy. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then and then yeah, I just love the moment when he's just like, he's like, Flash, you idiot, go resurrect yourself. He's like, what do you mean? How do I do that? He's like, you know, like Carnage did. I was dead for that. <laughs> and so. I, and the, yeah, and then even Coelho is just killing it on the art. Like that one splash page of like the of the Enigma Force just blasting through the Venom symbiote, the kaiju. That gorgeous. It's a huge splash page. Oh my goodness! And then obviously you get that ending. Flash the dragon flying into his grave. It's ah, oh, I cannot. He has risen. Yeah, this this <laughs> yeah. was just like Donny. Donnie's final gift to the Agent Venom fans. Now, and now, not to rain I in, can't. Yeah, not not to rain oh. on everybody's parade, but I do have one little continuity note that I need some clarification on. Okay. The Flash symbiote dragon. How the heck? Like I don't remember, but didn't he become a dragon in the Hive? And wasn't nope. the last issue the whole thing about the Hive? He was in the hive trying to free them, so like so that they would be free of Null's control in the real world. And okay. so, like in the in the last page, you saw uh, the dragon bursting out, and in the background, you see the the symbiote covered buildings. Mm, so okay. that was the real see, world. That, that's that's what I was confused about. I'm like, wait a minute, how did he get to the real world? I thought he was in the hive mind battling the other symbiotes. I'm like, wait, oh, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. It's just been so long. <laughs> it's been like an entire month since last. It, yeah, it has been way too long. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So worth the wait, though. Yeah, de- oh, definitely. Um, I was gonna say, but let's pass it on to John. John, what did you think of this issue? Yeah. Let's hear your opinion. Oh my gosh, guys! I, I almost <laughs> wish we didn't get the extreme carnage tease because, like, we picked that apart, right? And it just kind of <laughs> absolutely, it, it's, especially with the second uh, image we got where it showed his gun. It was that kind of like solidified it, like, oh, he's coming back now. Just we just need to see how. And, uh, but regardless, man, if first of all, freaking dragon flash bursting out of the earth <laughs> yeah, is just the most metal thing. I mean, I mean, every, all three of these issues, but King and black and, and venom specifically just so metal, so fun, just like, just like pure fun and joy that I got from reading these issues of seeing a giant venom jump around, even if it only lasted for a little bit and uh, him like crushing a dragon in his hand. Uh, it's just, just like little, little details like that. Like he just grabs a dragon out of the air and crushes it in his hands while he's talking to flash, <laughs> <laughs> just these awesome panels and flash just not knowing what's going on. But he's like him and Eddie are like bros now. Uh, it it's it really is like it's what I've wanted for so 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 long is just them to coexist and and like be on the same page, right? Uh like two of my favorite characters ever, Flash and Eddie, right? And so it was yep. just so freaking cool. So freaking cool to see it happen. And I'm extremely excited to see and, and everything and everything was set up so perfect. I don't want to go into like too much crazy detail, right? But everything just was set up in a way that everything made sense. Like codexes were set up from the beginning of the series with Rex and Flash's codex being used. And then Carnage was revived by a symbiote dragon. Like I never even thought of that, right? This is the ultimate payoff to everything Donnie's done. Exactly. Like these two issues. and, And I can only imagine that 200 will be like a good, 
like ending to everything, but like these two issues being like the climax uh, of everything that he's kind of built up to, at least when it comes to Eddie's development and then Flash Thompson being sprinkled throughout, man, it was an amazing payout and it's been a crazy ride. Uh, Amazing payout, man. Amazing. Amazing. That was a lot of gushing. (laughs) What What do you expect from the two big Agent Venom boys? Yeah, like I, I don't know, man. It's it's been it's been like Tyler said, it's almost been three years since he died unceremoniously. And and we've been saying through this series, through Donnie's run, that Donnie had like you could almost mistake him for a Flash Thompson fan over an Eddie Brock fan. He's been paying yeah. that much like attention and respect to the character sprinkled through the series. He was even freaking ex president of the United States in, in the alternate universe, right? Like just little things sprinkled throughout the series. It's almost, it almost looking back it almost feels obvious that he was going to bring him back to life because he kept on, uh, you know, referencing back to him and the codexes and, and everything. And so just beautifully done. And let, let me tell you, uh, Donnie writes flash as like that, like dorky dad type that I really love when flash is written as right. He's cracking jokes at Eddie and he's kind of like, just like, Nah, man, I was dead. <laughs> Spider Man's no number, no, number one fan, man. Of course, <laughs> exactly. Like, right, like the dork. He, he's he's a jock, but he's a major dork, and that's what you love about him. And he was written so well. And uh, dude, I just freaking I, I don't want to talk too much about the last issues, but the whole thirty-two through thirty-four, I believe, or thirty-one through thirty-four, with this Codex world and everything like that. Just the coolest thing, like Codexes in general can lead to so much potential with characters, the symbiote characters. And I hope they really continue with that because I just, as far as Venom 34 goes, it was like a perfect issue for me. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have any complaints and Ivan's like my favorite artist. So finally like, oh. some good effing food. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. uh, just, just the way how he draws Venom is just flawless. I, I can't get enough. Like, the way how he draws winged venom is even even way better. I just love it a lot. Um, yeah, the yeah, single I, I, page of him <laughs> bursting out saying "We are Venom," yeah, is like background yeah. material. It's gorgeous. It's like the best. Um, the but, only the only thing uh, for this issue, I'm going to say that kind of didn't really. I don't know. I don't know if it's you guys, but I just found it weird how when um the I guess the doppelganger because Venom clearly said a the null in the high mind wasn't really null. I think it was just a doppelganger of some sort. I just didn't really understand how Venom just easily broke out and somehow rebonded to him. And I thought he was still under Null's influence, influence, you know, under his control. But I guess he probably just made his way back. It probably has to do with Flash Thompson helping to fight and get back control of the. Uh, yeah, it did only give us like yeah, one yeah, line. It was a. Uh distracted or something for a second. Ah, so, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's hear but, from yeah, uh, Aaron. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much to complain about, you know, like, like I said, like these, these two issues were a lot of flash and Eddie wank. And that's exactly what I expected. And that's exactly what I got. So, you know, a lot of good stuff. Um, so I'm pretty sure we all hit the nail on the head. Um, five is really one of us. Five is really where I want to share most of my thoughts, but um, I thought this was a solid book, and you know I'm just looking forward to to see what happens in issue 200. 
Yep. Same here. When I saw that battle axe, I immediately thought, oh, oh man, Marvel Legends is going to make that. <laughs> well, yeah, the the universe, so. yeah, battle axe Venom. I need a figure, a pop. I need everything. Yeah. You know what they'll so, do? Are we going to talk they'll, about five now? They're going, they're going to, you see, they're going to make a special cosmic venom figure not only with the axe but also with mjolnir and that uh silver surfer sword well i mean hopefully i mean that'd be cool but uh, I maybe maybe uh, just the the axe would they would just yeah. make if they were to do it yeah I, so yeah so are we talking about five now we're getting into yeah. five oh, yeah. we're gonna roll right uh, in the king and black okay all right uh well i this Take it off, Aaron. uh yeah so this was one of my favorite things that like that has been that's been happening the entire run. Like this is the third time we've had Venom, but it doesn't have the symbiote. Like we had this once in Absolute where he bonded with all those other ones, and then we had it in um, during uh, during like, War of the Realms where like he was like the Dreamstone Venom, and then it happened again in this time. So I really love how like Kate's is saying, "Hey guys, Venom is not just the suit; it's all about Eddie Brock." He is Venom, and that's the main thing that I've loved about this entire run is that it's not just focusing on him, it's focusing on on like Eddie Brock as a character. It, so you know, like for years and years, folks were like, who is the guy underneath the suit? It doesn't really matter, but this is defining Eddie Brock as a character, and that's what I loved about this entire run. So so I am pleased as an Eddie Brock fan. And hopefully, you know, in a in a few years, no one's we're not going to go back to, oh, like, who is that guy again? It's like, I hope, like, you know, like, Eddie's status as the king in black stays. But who knows? So I'm happy. Now, I will say this, you know, as cool as all this was, I was really hoping for kind of um, a scaling back for Eddie and Venom after uh, Donnie's run. But this whole new status of him being the king in black, this, you know, the, the king of all the symbiotes and everything, yeah, has me thinking we're not going to see him returning to kind of a street level. Well, my thing is, um, there's a lot of things that I could complain about, but most of it just comes down to I'm just going to have to wait and see what happens in issue 200. Because, like, one of my complaints is, you know, we didn't have, like, a solid wrap-up for Rex or for Sleeper. But, you know, they could very well show up in issue 200 because you have all of the codexes. And if he's the king, he's going to need he's going to need assistance. But I like I said, like most of my complaints are I'm just going to have to wait and, and see what happens. One more um, big issue. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As as for me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, King of Black number five, uh, to me, it's the issue that stands out the most for me in terms of uh, issue 34 of Venom. Um, I was so excited and so hyped when we finally got to see this new God of Light Venom. And of course, you know, Donnie, he missed the, he missed the mark. You know, we were kind of hoping he was going to call himself Captain Venomverse or something, but he was just pretty much Eddie as the new God of Light. Um, you know, essentially he just had like a, a, a yellow glowing spider logo, glowing yellow eyes and, so not only Eddie has wielded Cap Shield in Absolute Carnage, but now he has wielded Milnir and Silver Surfer's board. 
and he fused them together to create that. Uh, I I I don't know really really know what to call. Yeah, it, I that... guess yeah, uh, Enigma <laughs> Axe. I guess who knows. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm like, oh, now it's on. Like now, God of Light Eddie is facing Null. It's 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 a done deal. Like all the fight scenes. Like they they were really good. Like Ryan really did a good job on the fight scenes, and and you know he just completely wept the floor with it all, which wasn't really surprising to me. But it was still satisfying in some regard, and I loved how Eddie pretty much did the same thing what Null did to him in the first issue. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, was, that was that was satisfying. That was good. Right. Yeah. So the Captain Universe film is like pretty much like everything I've ever wanted. Um, you know, like I've always wanted, like I always thought the idea of like Venom, like having like, you know, the star star pan around his body would be amazing. Um, I, I think the only one small thing I would complain about is that this, this, that I wish the stars were a little bit more prominent and he was a little bit more blue. Yeah. It is oh. a little bit too subtle. I think it's just like, it's yeah. a, the constellation patterns are so tiny. And then yeah. Captain Universe is usually known for having like those big dots, right? And so uh, yeah, I like, wish there was there was more Captain Universe in the Venom design, right? And I didn't really know why it went from red to blue, but I liked them both anyway. But overall, I was happy with the design. Like I loved it. Like it's exactly what you think it is. It's just Venom, but he's got stars all over him, and that's exactly what I wanted. So so I'm happy. <laughs> Uh, so how about we talk about how do we feel about, you know, we, so we started the run in, in three years ago in 2018 and now Noel has come and now he's gone. So how do we feel, uh, where Noel has gone from there to now in general? Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I I, I just, I I wanted to say just like one note because I, I've Mm -hmm. been, pretty outspoken about like i really don't enjoy his design from the very beginning and i was actually hoping he would have some kind of like cthulhu crazy true form symbiote form yeah right but but it actually turns out that he's not even symbiotic he like venom rips off a symbiote from him i guess right and he just ends up being some regular dude and I'm like, naked skinny dude. Yeah. <laughs> but that's and that's how he was from the start, though. But well, I mean, and the thing right, is, they, right, right. like Ryan yeah. said, like he he like, well, I guess it was misleading because I could have sworn Ryan and Donnie said, oh yeah, guys, uh, what you see in issue one won't be like Null's big bad form. Like he's gonna change periodically through yeah. the issues, and there Donnie. wasn't really anything. He's like, oh, yeah. he lost his mouth, and it grew back and black and shit like that. I'm like, yeah. Someone <laughs> asked if if he was gonna be more um like what's the word eldritch, but that didn't yeah, wind up happening. Or, but I'll let right. you go. Well, I, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to finish by saying like I I haven't been a big fan of him, and and, and mm-hmm. King and Black certainly didn't win me over. I don't think right yeah. like it he was real cheesy every time he kind of got his butt kicked he was just kind of like oh i'll deal with you later because whatever <laughs> right <laughs> really <did. laughs> right like he it really didn't win me over but i will say like as a kind of a foil and as like a through line through the whole entire series it, and it, he tied the series together and he was more of just like a force for eddie to overcome right mm-hmm. and, yeah and it, it, like at least that's kind of over time and with these issues, that's what I've chosen him to be because like 
him and Eddie didn't even have like this crazy back and forth battle. It was literally just one sided there in issue five. And so when I picture it as just like this force for Eddie to overcome, like this darkness for him to overcome and for him to finally get a crazy win, right? Eddie Brock is always down on his luck, but in this one, he finally gets his crazy win. He finally comeback king. The comeback king, king, yes, yeah, right. And when you when you picture it like that, I I tolerate Null a little better. And I think upon rereading the entire series, I think he'll be a little bit more digestible as a character, and he'll still be kind of annoying because like Null is coming is going to be everywhere around the rereading it, but. It, it was satisfying for him to get his butt kicked, but I, I will say I, I do think they could have gone a little further with him, right? Like I, he's like, not yeah. something higher stakes, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, right. Like, I think, yeah, yeah. Like one of my biggest complaints is is that Noel was like the driving force for this entire run, but he really didn't do a a whole lot, honestly. I mean, like he he had the cold, and they brought back carnage but then he did all that stuff on his own um null in the end really didn't serve as anything except being a punching bag i mean i'm fine with him being in the lore it's just that over this entire event i mean at the end of the day what what exactly can he say Noel did he, he ripped century in half and that's about it that's yeah it. but even yeah. then it's it's century so who cares <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, yeah as yeah, as I mean, for me, like as for me, like no, like when he first appeared, yeah, like he he was something like we never seen before. Like to me, he, I love I love his design. I love the whole you know his dragon logo, all that. But then come to King in Black, yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm here. I'm going. You, you just, just like that he's a, like looks like a Final Fantasy character. <laughs> yeah, literally, in Sephiroth. That's literally Venom <laughs> Sephiroth. But the thing, the thing that really just annoyed me throughout this whole event, and and it's and it happened again. It happened in Venom Thirty Four and King of Black Five. He goes, no, like out loud, like how many times are you going to say that? Like, or how many times is Donnie going to make him say that? Like, come on. Is that all he's going to say when something doesn't go his way? (laughs) You know, but you know, he's uh, just an anime villain. (laughs) Pretty much. In in general, I sort of like Aaron, Aaron, I I do like Null's contribution to the Venom lore. Like I know some people Mm -hmm. are mixed, but overall I do like, like Clintar is a fake, you know, lie that they made up. And and it, it, I love the planet of the symbiotes is like literally made of symbiotes and all that. And in in general, I I do think King of Black started off kind of rocky. And I, I like I think we we all talked about that a little bit where you know it, not as good as Absolute Carnage, it's just okay. But I think these this last issue really ramped things up. Like I, I really enjoyed issue four, and then this issue was just an all it was just fun. Like this was just a fun yeah. big battle versus the big bad that. He's he he's been like the big looming threat over this entire run, and it was just awesome to see Eddie just get to kick his ass. Like I I know I know people yeah. Will, will yeah talk about like oh well Null should have been able to do this or he should be powerful enough, but I mean you give Eddie the name before us, and it, it is kind of goofy. He's able to hold Mjolnir and Surfer's board out of nowhere, but it's goofy comic book stuff yeah. that just I was I was hype enough that I can hand wave it away. It's, it's just fun comic book goodness that he's giving us so, and i i really did enjoy it so i'll say what about you or ryan yeah kind of summarizing my thoughts on you know the whole null business um 
I would say null to me is kind of like the poisons where I think it's a great concept, but I'm not entirely enthused about the, about the execution just cause you know, we've had two years of nulls coming, nulls coming and all this build up and hype. And then you get to this point and it's like, yeah, like you guys said, he's, he's just an anime villain and he, he doesn't really do anything besides tear century in half and kill Eddie once. And that's about it. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like, I like his contribution to the symbiote lore, but I don't really care for the execution. And I was, I end up being, you know, I ended up getting that null fatigue even before, long before King Black even was announced. And when King Black was announced, I, I kept on saying, I'm already over King and Black. And even now, I'm like, yeah. it's finally over. Well, kind of almost over. We still have a few more yeah, lines, but. I think yeah. one other thing I would say, other than his contribution to lore that I like about Null, I like how dramatic Null was. I like how, like, he waxed poetic and he was I, like my favorite moment with null is probably web of venom Wraith, where he's just with Wraith. he's like oh my goodness i'm sorry man you're my garbage like you're wearing my garbage let me get that for you and like i just love that whole scene of him just like apologizing <laughs> just being all really yeah. polite <laughs> so, but, well yeah. i mean you know there's always a chance kate's is going to use him in the future because you know you know this could be one of those things like, oh, where well, you you destroyed my 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 like form, but now I have this this ethereal darkness form. See, I mean, you know, like he can always just come back. You know, like uh, Gore was killed, and like you know, you know, he came back later on too. So there's always a chance we'll see him again. There was that tease in Venom twenty ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if we're still considering that in anything at all. Because Venom, yeah. Chain, you know, because like, yeah. you know, like I mean, yeah, you he, know, plans for the Venom book yeah. changed apparently. So you know, but I, mean, I yeah, he literally just burned into the sun, and then Eddie ripped the last essence out of uh, Dylan, which we still haven't talked about. Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about the next, but I still like Noel. I will still buy his figures and his variants and stuff. I just I don't know, like, I wish he did just something more. Like, maybe if he actually killed Dylan off, you know, I would be fine with that. Because I don't, because, you know, like, there's a lot of issues with, with like, giving a popular character a kid. You know, like, Jessica Drew kind of has to dance around having a baby now. So, I, I mean, maybe he could have just killed off Dylan and that would have no. been like the major force. Uh, no. I'm going to have to. I don't know. I, I think we really like having Dylan as a supported character for Eddie. Well, I mean, I, well, I do too, but you always got to have in the back of your mind that how are they going to push Venom back, back to the status quo, which means getting rid of Dylan, which is, well, you know. Ideally, ideally they don't, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I mean, ideally I mean, no, I mean, but. I mean, the whole. I but mean, this is comic look, books, right? So yeah, but look at Spider-Man. People were pissed when they got rid of the marriage, and and it looks yeah, like they might be bringing Dylan it back. Is not so. equatable to the Spider-Man marriage. You know what I mean? But I, I just well, don't see it, the it's point. It's true. There's less buildup you know, to I Dylan got, and everything. But you know, I yeah. like Dylan. I just think Venom is just pretty much always going to be. Oh, he's just evil Spider-Man, and I don't know. Yeah, but I, 
I mean, I, mean, no, I don't know. I, I think Donnie, Donnie's done a good job of showing that he's not just evil spider. Well, no, I agree. I, well, no, I agree, but I just feel like, you know, like I'm a pessimist. So I'm just thinking this <laughs> is going to be like a once a lifetime thing and we're never going to have a I mean, like this again. I mean, it's but like now he's you know, breathing new life. I mean, you know, now we're now just about right. to start the, ter- the, you know, the next chapter in Eddie's Right, which is also making me extremely nervous (laughs) because I was hoping Kate would do some more. Well, I mean, you know, now you you don't have to worry about Null anymore. So, right. (laughs) Well, like I said, like a lot of my complaints are just going to have to be I'm going to have to wait until 200 and what comes after. So, and uh, also, I I just want to bring up real quick that Left Null just posted a a pic from the comic and it's it's one of the one of there was a lot of callbacks and references in this issue. In this mm-hmm. last issue, and this was definitely one where uh, Spider-Man says, "I hate the symbiote stuff," but he's got a smile right. on his face this time. That's yeah. just—I really like that callback to Absolute Carnage. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely. And and you know, speaking of Spider-Man, it's funny how I think Donnie really accomplished his goal reading through this series, and especially King and Black and everything. Man, Venom barely feels like a Spider-Man character in this anymore. You right. know what I'm saying? Like and he then- really set aside. <laughs> Yeah. Then I also noticed uh, that that the black cat was in the crowd and she didn't, and she didn't say shit. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> she didn't say shit when he had the universe rapper. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway. But yeah, I uh, yeah. So can we talk about uh, Dylan now? Because yeah. that's another one of my complaints is that he's a normal Dylan, boy. <laughs> yeah, he. Nothing really came of that. It just I'm going to take out the bad. Now you're good. Now you're my son. Yeah, but you, you can give him sleeper now. He can actually wear yeah. a symbiote now. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's what I said. Like, that's the first thing I said it. was, you know, oh, so now Dylan can be sleeper. Venom number two. But then he can be a forgotten symbiote character like. Or everyone. Flash might be sleeper agent. No, I don't, I don't know because no. I feel like Flash. <laughs> I mean, they may just hand wave it like. You know, like Tyler said, but I, I feel like Flash may be a undead zombie corpse. I, I think he, they're just going to call him Agent Venom. I think he's just going to be a, a new dragon Agent Venom. Now, do you think he's not going to have an, have like an anti-Venom suit, but he's just going to reverse it white and say, oh, well. I think you know, he might just be colored white and just call him You know, him Eddie's Agent already Venom. Venom, so I'll just be called Agent Anti-Venom. So. I, I don't know if he'll call himself Anti-Venom, but we'll see. But uh, Well, yeah. But yeah, I will say, uh, back to the topic of Dylan, I think mm-hmm. that was one of my complaints. Not the fact that they got rid of it. I'm fine with that. But yeah. it's just the fact that him having a piece of Dylan inside him doesn't make much sense to me. Because didn't they say just like two issues earlier that he was got his powers from the God of Light in that Reed yeah. Richards? So how does that make sense if he's part of I Null? And I don't know. It was That whole <laughs> thing was very confusing for me. <laughs> Can I, I mean, ask like, a question uh, and like sure. lead into it? Um, sure. So, so maybe, and I'm just <clears> throwing this out here as a theory because rereading it, I don't see anything saying he necessarily loses, for instance, his anti-symbiote powers. Maybe he still has like the God of Light powers, but Eddie just got rid of any influence Null had over him at all. So, like, he doesn't say like, "Now you're a normal boy." He just says, "You will mm. not inherit this darkness." Right. Well, and true. And I mean, so, I mean, I guess that's true. But I, I mean, I, another question for issue two hundred, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. 
So, so I, I just want to throw that out there. It may not be likely, but it doesn't state like he doesn't have cert powers still. It just mm-hmm. kind of, it just kind of hand waves away the null influence over him, which, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We're just going to have yeah. to sue for that one. Yeah. Because but the I, thing is like, wasn't it, wasn't it Venom when he was bonded to Annie when she was still alive was basically just the codex that quote unquote impregnated her in the first place. Like, I mean, that's you know, it's, what yeah. it is. It's, it's still vague. Yeah. It's like yeah. very vague. Codex, the, her, her codex <laughs> impregnated her and somehow got some, some Eddie DNA. But anyway. Yeah. I'll Look, just say. Venom took Eddie's cum. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, not gonna <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, I am happy that Dylan is still alive, that he wasn't sacrificed. Because I, uh, I am too. I like I well, like I Dad Eddie. I like Daddy Eddie. I just think it's inevitable. But again, like having Eddie be a father does ground him more, and it kind of steers away future writers from making him a bad guy again. But uh, I just think it's inevitable. I think for, like and I think for the it's nice. To win out. I think it's nice to have Eddie grounded that way because then that kind of mm-hmm. relieves my my stress over you know how he's now the god of the symbiotes basically and he's gonna be bigger than his britches and you know dylan's gonna be his rock yeah on um, he is gonna be in his grounding agent here's my yeah. hopeful theory to that orion like i just want to throw this out there too is that i'm hoping that they're just kind of calling him the god of the symbiotes because he saved them like you're our savior right and i'm hoping that he doesn't like gain godlike powers but instead he for, they can just communicate freely, and then they were just thanking him in that moment, right? Like he's, so he's still like just Caesar, he's like Caesar from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah, in a way, right? together Symbiotes strong, together strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm kind of hoping for. I don't want him to fly up into space and be an ambassador of symbiotes. He flew or back to his home. The planet. new ruler of Clintar. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Like he has a son on Earth that he needs to stick around for, and he's still just a dude with a symbiote, right? Like, but. He's, but you got to think about it. We could have an entire series about all of the symbiotes on a, like on a goo ball in space. You could bring back Carnage. You could be like a star screen that's trying to overthrow Venom. And then you have all of his other oh. sons just like oh hanging gosh. out. Oh, I mean, like, no. You can do some funny stuff with that. But, yeah, but I mean, and then next thing you know, I, these I random symbiotes. No. I mean, next thing you know, these so- random symbiotes find them, and then they say. Oh, the Venom. Oh, wait, that's not your real name. Oh, your real name is actually this. And we'll yeah, find out, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, but it sounds better than Venom Space Knight. Uh, Space uh-huh. but, uh, but I mean, you could overall, do some fun I, stuff with that. I, but, I just want to say my final thoughts for this, though. I did really enjoy it, but I think overall for all of King of Black, including this last issue, Ryan Stegman has been the MVP along with the colorist. The art mm-hmm. in this book has been absolutely gorgeous. Like I, Ivan Coelho as well in Venom, but yep. Ryan Stegman made King in Black in my opinion. Dude, yeah. cover five oh. is gorgeous. It's one of the most awesome covers. I love it. The the spoiler variant cover is really nice too. And I'm that's the cover I got. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say one more thing. Like my like I'm gonna agree with uh, Carnage Central in this. Like, um, Absolute Carnage started strong, and it ended kind of a little weak in the end. Uh, 
but then for King of Black, it started off weak, but it ended strong. So yeah, this, you know, I, this I agree with entire that. arc seems like it, it just want to build up to this issue. Well, like, well, absolute carnage like had a very strong issue and so, said like this is the main thing, and then it kind of dwindled from from there. But yeah, and you know, for the biggest symbiote event of all time, there is very few symbiotes. But hopefully, I mean, that's how they always go. That's how they always go. So, whatever. I'm I'm looking forward to Extreme Carnage. Uh, We'll get into that. You want to talk about that now? No, we'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. All right. Well, we got a lot of books to get through, Aaron. (laughs) We're gonna move on. Um, We got a couple of really big. I consider big. um, King and Black tie-in issues. We'll start with the the biggest one. King and Black, Planet of the Symbiotes, number three. Um, I'll start with mm. the second story because that's the that's the big story for us, and then I'll kind of touch on the first story. Um, writer Steve Orlando, artist Gerardo Sandoval and Victor Nava, and colorist Eric Arsin. Uh, I'm going to mess this up. Arseniega, uh, <laughs> it reintroduced us to Venom's long-lost grandspawn, Toxin, in the midst of a heated battle with a uh, brood human hybrid and an alchemix guardman, uh, guardsman security agent in the Lincoln t- Tunnel. Blah, that's a really tongue twister. Uh, the short story gives us a brief glimpse at the wayward symbiote and its new host, teenager Bren Waters, and teases their fateful first encounter while presenting Bren's driving personal conflict at the end. So this was... We didn't really get to see, you know, how these two met in this story. This was a very in-media res kind of thing. We get a little bit of a hint that, you know, they kind of crossed paths uh, during some sort of ritual, a uh, cult ritual. Um, yeah, if you held a gun up to my head and said, who wrote this story? I would have said Mike Costa, because this <laughs> seemed beat for beat the the same as his, like, first, like... <laughs> Lee Price Venom story. I mean, because you had Alchemist. It's got no Lee Price in it, so it's immediately better. Yeah, but you've got this new random kid that we don't know where he came from, and his dad is a super edgelord. Like, and you also like the the artist was saying, but but basically this just seemed like beat for beat the same as that first 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 uh, that first Lee Price issue and um than the issue where like Eddie comes back as Venom, like honestly, that's fair. I'm like finding the alchemist kind of kind of similar, yeah. close, yeah, yeah. Like they all have the same that, artist too. So I was yeah. about to say you have Sandoval, which I love Sandoval's art, but yeah. it does yeah. kind of give me PTSD a little bit, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, with the it's dad. Not his fault, it's not his fault. Yeah. Right, no, no, no. His art is fantastic. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Talk, talk, the toxin looks fantastic. Yes, yeah. but when I saw the the dad, and I guess you know, spoiler alert, you know, when I saw the dad at the end being like so edgy, your father's had a hell of a day. I it's was like, oh price. my gosh, I they know. Call right? the kid by his last name. I'm like, that that's your son. Why are you calling him by his last name? But anyway, it's water. Yeah. Yeah, water. Oh yeah. That's yeah. So, so hold on. We got Lee Price, Cree Price, now Dad Price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Pop Price. <laughs> but um, 
but no, like I said, I, I love that Toxin's like back to a classic look. And then talk. Well, first off, the best part for me, Toxin's personality is back. Oh yeah, he got sassy Toxin, yeah. and I Finally. love it. Yep. The mm-hmm. blue dialogue boxes and everything—it's so great. And like, I, I do want to know how he got the hell off that island, but just I'm yeah. just happy to see him back. Like, and, I yeah, I, and how he found his new host. Yeah, yeah, and they they just barely touch on that. But yeah. I, I I just love that he's like, oh yeah, I gave you I, I I mostly gave you Mulligan with a hint of rock for the design he's talking about, and I love it. Right, like, yeah. I love that. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Like, um, I'm all all yeah. about this. And I also yeah. love how uh, Brent was like, I don't even know what you are talking about. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like we only just met like a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you my, know, I, I would say my, my prediction is, you know, uh, this is kind of touching on the whole uh, extreme carnage thing that we're going to talk about a little later, but I'm thinking, you know, this, this wasn't just testing the waters for a new, toxin series i think there is going to be perhaps a new toxin series that's going to explore how did these two meet and then tie into extreme carnage no maybe a mini series maybe just a little mini series no (laughs) no Uh, mr debbie downer over here oh yeah yeah. i am proud um i think i'll say that you know i can't really get attached to this guy because the track record of our toxins isn't good. Um, but I'll it's say true. like the only good thing is, is that uh, we know he's going to be in extreme carnage. And since his dad has ties to, to um, like the Alchemax, the Alchemax corporation, yeah. I'm thinking maybe extreme carnage is going to be about Alchemax has Cletus's body. And somehow that goes that's an interesting that. point. I I definitely I think know. this story is heavy set up for extreme carnage because they talk about right. people hating symbiotes now and all that. And this was exactly that, where it's like, oh, your symbiotes rain from the sky or whatever. So yeah, I think this is a lot of setup for for extreme carnage, and I, that gives me hope for seeing more of this toxin because this is the best toxin we've had, Mulligan. Even though I miss Mulligan very dearly, yeah. And this is the first is this is the first book it said in the synopsis. About the d- demise of, of Mulligan that uh, John pointed out yeah. to me. That's the first time in the books it's been said that he's dead, right? <laughs> um, I'm pretty. I guess I, guess I would say out, yes. Outright, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, uh, but 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 yeah. yeah. So this is. I'm very interested to see this dynamic because four it was you had Toxin as the young immature one, and then you had the host as the as the adult trying to like teach him, and in this right. it's. It's not even necessarily reverse. Like Toxin isn't mature now, but Toxin is just like a little older, and so it, it's it's almost like like an older brother, basically. Yeah. So they're both teenagers. Sort of relationship. Right, and it's it's the first probably uh, thinking about it. It's probably the first time we've had like a symbiote that's kind of more experienced than its host, right? Like as far yeah. as mm-hmm. like he knows what the brood is, and he tells them like, "Oh, there are better ways to spend your weekend, kid." Right? Like there's there's <laughs> There's fun stuff like that, and which uh, also gave me Mike Costa vibes because he said he wanted to have where Venom is the good guy and the host is like the corrupting factor. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, but then uh, Costa uh, made uh, the symbiote uh, stupid. Yeah, yeah, and he and 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 our our new host doesn't have Ranger military training, anti mind control power, <laughs> but his dad does apparently. So oh right, yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but like I'd say, like if if I had to have like one major nitpick over like 
the Venom series, you know, Costa or Kate or whatever. It's just that they kind of dumb down the symbiote and he mm-hmm. he kind of doesn't really speak in complete sentences. Like reading Venom and then reading this Toxin story, it's night and day. Toxin has like so many speech bubbles where he's like, like actually telling his character something and he has a personality like, wait, wait. There it is, my conscience. Like that's hilarious, right? Like, look, right. look, he's been quiet for so long. He's got a lot to say. <laughs> right, exactly. But like, what, what, what? It, what's kind of crazy to me is it's so refreshing to read that back and forth that I actually really enjoy from a symbiote book. Um, and I, and again, I think Kate's made the right call for focusing on Eddie, right? But yes. it yes. it is refreshing to have. Um, books where you have that play back and forth, right? And I think it would, mm-hmm. I think I agree with Aaron that it's hard to get invested because I'm kind of a pessimist too, and I can totally see this going absolutely nowhere. But I will say that it's it's wasted potential, man, because this was this was a this was a fun time and there's room for more lighthearted symbiote stories marvel editorial marvel editorial please take note there's no such thing as too many symbiote characters yes there is yes, yes there's no, uh, no. There is. no. Uh, yeah <laughs> so my thing is if if we didn't know we were going to get him in like extreme carnage i would be extremely worried because haven't most of the folks that appeared in plan of the symbiotes never shown up because what what so there was plague there was there was American Kaiju. We don't even know where he <laughs> went. We don't know where Hornet's going. We don't know where half these people are going. So if I'm, I'm, I'm happy at least we know he's going to show up somewhere. Because, because if we didn't, I would say we would never see him again. So, but uh, where's Sleeper? That's all I'll say. Where's Sleeper? Yeah, where the hell was Sleeper? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next book, which is King in Black Scream number one. Clay Chapman and Gary Brown return along with colorist uh, Rochelle Rosenberg to deliver a surprise finale to the abbreviated Suffer the Children arc from Scream Curse of Carnage, plus plenty of room for some satisfying King in Black action. Uh, Scream faces off with Demogoblin to save the children uh, they possess Shriek captivated under her demonic spell. Then... Uh, when Null reserves his ugly head to deal with one of his most rebellious spawn, Scream and Andy prove a formidable weapon against the symbiote god. Whew. This was... For a one-shot only. This was... It was a... It felt like a thick story. Like, it was a two-for-one. It was really nice. Bigger than a bowl of oatmeal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, no, I, mean, I mean, we were we were just talking about like great relationships with Toxin, and this is another perfect example of a, a, a relationship I love. I love mm-hmm. Andy and Scream together, and I think this this book just highlights now now that they've accepted each other fully, and I, this shows why they work so well together. In my opinion, I I'm it made me miss the series so much. It really yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Please. So like, I would have the same complaint uh, that I would have like the, like with the toxin. If we didn't know we were going to get Extreme Carnage, I would say we are never going to see Scream again. But, you know, at least now we know we are. So, yeah. So, so that that's my hope for Extreme Carnage is that in July, we not only see the new Venom series announced, but we also see a Scream series 
At least a, if, if a mini series, if a little mini series, revive, <laughs> revive screen, hashtag <laughs> revive scream, and then it, even a toxin mini series. Okay. Give us three symbiote books plus plus uh, extreme carnage. Just tie it all up. And we yeah. also need an Anne Wang Agent Venom series, right? Oh, well, mm, as much as I love her, God, as much as I love her, dude. I'd rather see her in the main Venom book. But whatever. Killing me, Smalls. As far as I'm concerned, we're going to be lucky if we get one symbiote anthology book. And I'd be okay with that, but that's that's my hope that we at least get one alternate symbiote book out of this. Bring back Web of Venom. Bring up bring back Web of Venom as an anthology series. Each issue fi- focusing on a different symbiote or something. You know that'd be nice. Well, it's called Extreme Alpha, so that implies that there's kind of tie-in books like, uh, you know, like, you know, like Minimum Carnage. So maybe like but, part one, but part again, two, you know, maybe that, yeah. maybe they were hiding Venom because I mean. I, I feel like Venom's got to show up, so maybe they're just waiting uh, for that to be settled. But I don't know. I feel like, yeah, that must be one of the tie-ins, right? I mean, even though he's not yeah, on the like cover. you got to have like, Venom, because I'm going to be pretty pissed if Venom doesn't show up and we have all these other symbiote characters back. But, you know. be <laughs> Family Feud. Yeah. But anyway, back to Scream, because Kane Black Scream yeah. is what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Love, oh. love, love this this one issue. Thank you again, Clay and Gary and Rochelle. This is a, a delightful treat, and I hope it it's it's a signal for something more in the future. That's that's my only. I mean, hope. I, I I am going to say again, uh, Clay did a really lovely job on the writing. Uh, Gary did wonderful works on the art. Um, again, you know, we were begging editorial to at least give us more scream and I'm happy we at least got this issue and it was very satisfying. Um, the artwork was great. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was probably one of the best tie-ins for King of Black. And I love how right, I'm complaining again. <laughs> Why didn't they exercise shriek? <laughs> they yeeted her. Yeah, it would have been not. Yeah, she got yeeted. And why does she don't like her? She talks too much. Get out of here, kid. You're bothering me. And again, why didn't Carnage get to do anything cool? Where was Carnage? He did all this and like nothing. But where where was Plague? Oh, wait. He was just a one deal character for no reason. Yeah. 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 You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff set up in these in all of these tie-ins didn't even affect the main book like the whole ebony yeah. blade thing the fact that andy's hellfire actually hurt null or you know all oh, this God. stuff doesn't even matter in the end it's like what the hell that's comics though uh, yeah so isn't it great how we just like we start the podcast going yeah baby's flashback and now we're just like yeah yeah this, what are you talking this, about this i was just talking about how much stuff. i love this book this book was great i mean this one's fine but i'm saying that like <laughs> it's the nitpick area yeah, yeah so so <laughs> if you don't care about any other other tie-in issues leave the podcast now <laughs> right yeah no this no. skip like, to this like time for extreme carnage right, <laughs> right. <laughs> no but in general, I, I did really enjoy this book, and I think mm-hmm. the art was great. You got to see more creepy form, shape shifted forms. I love I love Clay Chapman making uh, Clay McLeod Chapman making full use of her shape shifting abilities, and it's it's just great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. 
Yeah, so Marvel, I, I, we I want did more like screen. More screen. More yeah. screen. Go ahead. I suppose. Carlos? <clears throat> no, I was just saying I, the one uh, panel I did like were screen uh, scream she grew angel wings, so that was that was a pretty cool touch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, so before we jump into the rapid fire reviews of the King Black Titans of March, let's go ahead and review a non King of Black um, book, a symbiote book um, from March, which is Carnage Black, White, and Blood number one. So this issue features three tales, and we'll review them in order. The first tale is Love Story. Writer Teeny Howard, artist Ken Lashley, and colorist Juan Fernandez opens this new anthology series with a flashback to the closing chapter of the 90s Maximum Carnage event. Carnage is on the ropes following a blast of Dagger's Light from the Illuminizer Ray, delirious, and tells his own twisted tale of the bloodbath of Lucius Marcus, possibly the same Roman military officer, uh, senator of our history, Lucius Marcus, Mar- uh, Lucius Marius, uh, am I getting out of it? Yeah, Lucius Marius Perpetuus, and his love for a twisted, evil woman, all in the context of his own relationship with Shriek. So not so. So the cool thing about this is that we got this issue along with King and Black Scream number one in the same day. So we got two comics basically with Shriek. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, so we're just talking about the first story here in the anthology. Yeah. yeah. I liked it a lot. It was a a really in depth look at Carnage's relationship with Scream or Shriek, not Scream. Shriek. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so, sorry. Look, they're both sort of shouts. All right. <laughs> I know, but the but the other relationship okay. there is kind of kind of weird and it's... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. okay. So um, I I did I really liked the art and I I think Teeny Howard did a great job story and just like going in depth on that relationship. And I, I I do like that like you can place it in canon sort of in Maximum Carnage. Yeah. But my biggest downside to the story is that I didn't really get like the structure with the, with this weird story that Carnage was telling. That was probably the most confusing part for me. It it I don't know if it flowed really well, and it's just like getting confused what the metaphor was, and then there's like a baby, and then it's Carnage. It, I don't know. It just it didn't quite click with me on that front. But I, I did like the narration with with what Carter was talking about. So, yeah, I uh, forgot to read this one. I'm like, even though I got a lot of the variants, I just know Alapin said she didn't like it because Carnage shouldn't love people. So it's it's bad. I, I'll say <laughs> the main Carnage girl said it's bad. So I'll say it's bad. <laughs> what? Sounds good. No, 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 big titty goth girlfriend for Carnage. Come on. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move along then to the second story, End of the Trail. Writer Benjamin Percy, artist Sarah Pacelli, and colorist Mattia uh, Iacono uh, takes us back to the Wild West in this alternate Marvel Universe tale following Federal Marshal Seth Strode's hunt for and eventual bond to the Carnage symbiote. This is a kind of interesting story, you know, old western carnage tale any thoughts I, yeah <laughs> I, I, I just thought it was fun it, just, it had great art by Pacelli yep and it, it's just a fun alternate take you know there's really not there's not a whole lot of depth to it 
it's just, you know, uh, Carnage that just takes over, like, the greatest killer or whatever. And I, I, I just thought, you know, it was fun. He got Carnage Horse. It, it was just, it was mostly for the art. I think you would enjoy it. Like, and, and I did. I, I like it. So you're saying he's a minion. He 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 finds the the so he finds the biggest bad oh my guy. God, shut up! I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he's a minion. Hey hey hashtag, hey hey Marvel, give us Carnage verse. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, but oh no. Do we know what what's happening with the art? Like, did like the colorist just get lazy? Like, why is all black, white, and red? Like, ha uh-huh. ha. Uh, <laughs> don't don't answer him. Funk. <laughs> okay, Thunk. but um, yeah. Anything else to say about that story, or should we just move on to the next one? We can move on to the next one. I'm a cowboy, baby. <laughs> I'm a cowboy. I'm a cowboy man. <laughs> I want to be a cowboy, baby. And that's what he did. Okay. All right. Next up is a very cool story. You are Carnage, writer. Al Ewing, uh, artist John McCree, and colorist Mattia Iacano, again, uh, craft a clever choose-your-story tale in which the reader lives a day in the life of the new Agent Carnage, relying on the roll of a die to dictate the path of your first mission in New York City. Now, I didn't get, I didn't really play around with this story too much. You know, it, it requires you to use a six-sided die um, to choose, you know, your path and everything. But I didn't have a die. I'm in the I'm in the process of moving, so I have all my die packed up, and I also I didn't really have the time at, at, when I was reading the story to really Who has get time into for it. that. I'm reading a comic book. I'm not playing Dungeons and Dragons here, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, when when I have the time, I'll give it a try. But um, yeah, I think uh, Tyler, you played around with this, didn't you? Yeah, no, I, I I really enjoyed like this had a super fun gimmick. Like it was, it's not even just a, like a choose your own adventure. The fact that you actually have like stats and like your set, stats get subtracted every time you resist, and so it is just a really cool story. You can just let it happen and let things go bad, or you can like try to resist because you know following Carnage is going to lead to no good. Uh, so and I I just the entire gimmick is that basically you're trying to resist Carnage, like trying not to go too bloodthirsty on these criminals or whatever. And then, and and if you do, you lose control and you die. Like like the the main bad ending is that you die. And it's uh, the gimmick is that that I discovered by doing the math, you can't win. Like there there is a good ending they put in in the last page. It's the it's like you did it. You resisted the the Carnage symbiote and he your agent Carnage, and the symbiote's a whimpering dog. You but. The gimmick is that it is literally impossible to get there with all the stat changes. And that's the joke, and I like it. That is the joke, and I think that's so creative of Al Ewing saying, you cannot control the Carnage symbiote. That's the Joker's and, trick, baby. That's the Joker's <laughs> trick. And it's uh, just yeah. so, so clever. So I'm sort of curious if this is kind of canon, because this is the second time we have sort of have an agent like Carnage thing, because a wizard tried to do the same thing. And that didn't go over well either. So I'm I'm kind of curious if this is maybe thrown somewhere in the canon because I can. I, I think it it I think it easily could be, especially when the, the, they they even reference Flash Thompson will make him look like a day at the ice cream factory or whatever they say. Yeah. But so, also, yeah. was the was the joke the whole time you are Carnage as and you were the suit, so you were trying to kill the guy? Is that what they were doing too? You are Carnage. No, I think it was just trying to say. I mean. Maybe, maybe, but I think it was, it was more to say. 
Like Maybe. you are Agent Carter. But yeah, oh. um, but yeah, like it was fun. Um, again, I don't know what happened with the colors and like you know like maybe just my copy but it's all just black white and red but okay. i'll kill you just, can we boot them off <laughs> so it was i'll say overall it was a very fun first issue for this new anthology series i'm interested to see what comes next because you know we had at least one story in this that could possibly be uh, canonical to the main uh, Marvel Universe. I wonder if there's going to be anything else like this in the other issues. Yeah, I do know if Cates is going to write one of these. Like, did did he get booted off? I think Cates is doing one. Or- okay. Okay, yeah. that'll be fun. That'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, I think he was like pushed back to a different issue, but I think he is still writing one. Maybe mm. it's about the Carnage Shark. You never know. Kind of I shark, I da, certainly da, da, hope so because I because he said we, we we're going to see that again. He better not have. Yeah, see, Carter Central says he was supposed to do one in number one, but it was swapped to issue two, and mm. Alan Ewing was swapped to number one. He better not have there lied to me again. <laughs> Even though he said he lies, he's he's a lying liar pants, and I don't yeah. care if he hears it. He's a lying liar pants. And he knows. All right. It. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> we should get to the rapid fire reviews now, yeah, huh? Before I rapid get into fire. that stuff. And yeah. We should. I know you don't have it written, but we should go back and do the cloak story now because we never oh, did that. Yeah, in the final yeah. Oh. Since, since I am, do we have to. Do we have to? Oh. Yes, look, we do. Look, because he's the cloak I'm, and dagger fan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm the resident cloak and dagger fan. So yes, we must do this. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm mad because they they replaced the cover. It was supposed to be toxin. I'm it mad. was supposed to be toxin. <laughs> yeah, yeah so cloak and dagger. They stole it. So, so this, actually, it's funny because on on Comixology, the pre the you know the little preview of the cover is still the Toxin cover, but when you actually open the, the first comic, it's solicitation yeah. was the Toxin cover, and then oh, like one month before it came out, oh, we're just going to swap it, and we don't even know where that Toxin cover went. Make a big surprise! Woohoo! Yeah. You don't have the symbiote character on the book called Planet of the Symbiote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except no. But All right, so back to the Cloak and Dagger story. Um, just quickly, I, I kind of like the story, So what? but what I don't like is, you know, it, it goes back to that whole thing about um, Null being the god of everything darkness and apparently having some sort of influence over Cloak and his dark dimension. And is that what that was about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he, had a, he, he had some sort of psychic influence over Cloak mm, and his powers. Yeah. Interesting. But um, the interesting Interesting. thing about this story was that it looked like it was starting to introduce a new um, supporting cast member for Cloak and Dagger's ongoing story in this this police officer that they kind of encounter and help out or whatever. But it was was just such a short story, you know, as all of these Planet of the Symbiote stories are. And, you know, it'd be nice to see some follow-up with the the whole cop and everything. But uh, that's, that's my take on it. Okay, I I thought it was okay. I I really I, I'm not a huge cloak and dagger guy. It was just like cloak just being extra edgy, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, just, just being extra emo. The, the one thing I did I I did like the uh, the art in the one panel specifically of like the criminals getting dragged into the cloak and then like the the symbiote dragons inside or whatever. Mm. That was kind of cool. Like they were like mental projections of dragons. And 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 then when he becomes normal again, thanks to her light, he he gets the classic cloak stripe on his cloak instead of just yeah. black. Oh, well, I'll say one more thing about it, and that's the 
Cloak and Dagger's relationship with each other is very freaking confusing these days because in the in the past couple of little mini series they were in, their relationship has been strained, and you know it's Tandy always wanting to kind of go off and do her own thing, and Cloak is kind of moping about. But in this one, uh, you know, Tandy seems to be like a bit closer to Cloak, so I'm I'm not sure where that's coming from, but whatever. It's it it's just a little thing about Cloak. she feels his pain. I mean, for me, it was just just a decent read. It wasn't anything special, but they just added it in there just for continuity's sake, I, I guess. But it was yeah. fine. Yeah, this isn't okay. very rapid fire. No, no, no. Look, right, so, he's the cloak and dagger fan. He had to go for that. So. Yeah. All right, so back to the rapid fire mm-hmm. reviews of March. We got Gwenum versus Carnage number three. The finale is it essential reading. No, is it Venom no. recommended? No, it's not. It's dumb. No. Skip it next. Yeah, there's <laughs> Look, no. I, I still really, I still really like MJ Carnage's design. I'll say that much. I, I the art's great here. Battle of the Bands was very strange, and I don't fully understand. It was these symbiotes are. <laughs> If these symbiotes are resistant to sound or not, it's ugh. and I this share I share nasty. Carnage Central's rating on this zero out of ten, no Carnage. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any other thoughts from anybody or no? No, it's no. dumb. Next one. All right, next up is King in Black, Captain America number one. Is it essential King in Black reading? No. Is it Ben Maniac recommended? Uh, I said yes. And my noteworthy uh, insider review, even America's ass gets bruised and tender when slapped by Null. I I did like this. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't really land, did it? (laughs) Nope. You you really like that line. (laughs) I really like that line for some reason. That's America's ass. (laughs) Yeah, but... Yeah, this this you know it, it's kind of a nice story between Bucky, Cap, and Sam, but it's just and I did like that it's like a unique perspective on one of the people who got taken over by Null that I don't think we got anywhere else. But in general, I it just forgot that book came out. <laughs> in general, I don't think it did a whole lot for me. It was just like, oh, here's a story of Cap for just you know talking about his experience with the symbiote. Yeah. All right. Okay, next. next up is King Black, Spider-Man number one. Is it essential? No. Is it recommended? Yeah. This is peak Spider-Man if that's your thing. Um, yeah, I, that I, is I actually my didn't thing. read this. <laughs> I actually didn't read this. It, it was actually pretty decent because I did like at the beginning where Peter just you know had that self-realization that he still blames himself for bringing the symbiote to Earth. And it well, Spider-Man killed. Name him. a better combo. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a yep. decent read, so yeah. Yeah, if it, if it was something of a shoe in for that reptile series. Oh yeah. Well, well, see, that was my concern going into it because you know I, I saw oh Spider Man King and Black one shot sweet let's do it I, you know I'm probably the biggest Spider Man fan here of you guys, and so it, the and then I saw in the previews and it's like look it's reptile I'm like because eh, I knew the reptile mini was coming out and so that immediately got my concerns up. This is just going to be an advertisement for his comic. And so, but then in the actual comic, it turned out to be still a Spider-Man story. And Reptile was there, and it did advertise the series, but at its core, it was still a Spider-Man story, and a very good one at that. This is by Jed McKay, who does the, he, he did the Black uh, Black Hat series, and he did a Taskmaster, and he's going to be doing Moon Knight, Moon which Knight. I know Opie's excited about. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Also, I, the artwork in this issue was good. I I, did, oh, I don't know so the artist's good. name. Yeah, but they also really did a good job on it. I loved it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, there, there was two artists. Uh, there was like because there was like sort of a mini story after. Well, the the, the first part of the story's artist yeah, was yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. The the first artist, like that giant symbiote dragon on the boat, was gorgeous. Yeah. And so, so absolutely, and and like I said, this is a Spider-Man story, and Spider-Man is written so well here, and just the fact that he's still blaming himself for all these symbiotes, but then you know, Rep, Reptil looks up to him, and also. Side note, I love that Reptil still has some Hank Pym respect. He's one of his three heroes. Hank Pym gets a lot of shit, and Reptil still respects him, and I really like that. But anyway, <laughs> that's All just right. my side note. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, and generally, so this is a great Spider-Man story, and so I would say this is one of the stronger one-shots, and yeah, I really like this. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is Sword Number Four. Is it recommend? Is it uh, essential? No. Is it recommended? No. Um, you get more Sorry, King Marcus. and Black. Yeah, you get more King and Black action than the last issue with the fight against Nullified Cable. But that's pretty much it. And um, yeah, that's just mutants for you. Freaking mutants! <laughs> Freaking mutants! Yeah, I, I'm I'm normally a big Al Ewing fan, but I'm just not a big muty guy. And so, like I. It's 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 hard for me to care about this. Some mutant I've never even heard of. Like who who's the who's the girl who like gets out of it and like frees them or whatever? I, what's her name? Fury Empath or something? I don't know. They I I just don't care about mutants. <laughs> me neither. And so just just uh, yeah, this the, the art is pretty. I can say that, but I just don't care about these mutants. Sorry, this is an <laughs> anti mutants podcast. If you if that's not a thing. You're, <laughs> Pumpkin says, this is why Marvel fans hate us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up is uh, Savage Avengers number 19. Is it essential? No. Is it recommended? I'd say yeah. You know, even though Savage Avengers has a shaky connection to the Venom canon altogether, this is actually still a pretty enjoyable tie-in. I like the backstory with the sword. I mean, that's uh, that's something. That's something. Yeah. That's something, all right. That's all you gotta say. I, I, <laughs> yep. I did sort of like that they actually get back into the plot a little more because the last issue was like, let's go to the Hellfire Club for in the middle of this invasion, and but at, li- at least this one they get sort of back on track. They get dragged into the X Men's mess. I'm like, let's try to save them, but then obviously they don't save Cyclops or Storm. Yeah. But again, I don't. I don't really care about it. So. Yeah, me neither. This is did, also. Did we even find out what 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 happened to his symbiote? Sword. We find out what happened to that. I don't. Even yeah, recall. we got the backstory behind it. I mean, but yeah, what yeah, happened yeah, last issue did, and he was still wielding it. But what? Oh, well, what happened to I it? Even, I don't even recall. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was touched on. He, uh, <laughs> did didn't he say, "Hey, we're gonna team up and beat all these dudes," and that's what and they do? Go our separate ways, I guess. I don't even know, honestly. There's there's no. just too much stuff happening with all this. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, next up is King in Black Symbiote Spider-Man number five. Is it recommended? No. Uh-oh. Is it is it re- is essential? No. Uh, by now, the Ebony well, of course we know uh, the Ebony Ebony Blade doesn't even show up in the main King in Black event or uh, series. Um, and you know this is just going to be relegated to alt canon space with the rest of the Symbiote Spider-Man books. And f- for fuck's sake, there's another one coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this time it's with Hulk, so I'm kind of okay with that. Should you but, Hulk apologist? But well, yeah. <laughs> but they bet I I'm gonna put money down right now 
the suit's going to bond with Hulk, and we're going to have another Venom Hulk thing. Oh. I'm put that down right now. And then everyone's going to forget. Everyone's going to magically forget about it, like they did in this issue. Yeah, yeah just like that. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of fine with it because Peter David, you know, was the Hulk guy, so I'm I'm fine with it. I'm yeah, fine yeah, with but it. I don't know. Just the fact that things in this don't make sense, and like characters. I mean, Grant, you have the out that they never met before, but it's like. Rocket should have never even known about nowhere, and it's all stuff that is dumb. Is dumb. I I cannot stand that this series exists. It's 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 a throwaway gimmick. It was just for nothing. It was just. And yeah, Greg we, Land. I feel bad. Ugh. I feel bad for buying it. Oh, now you should. Yeah, like, what's even worse yeah. is that the handbook even says this doesn't even make sense. So <laughs> yeah. like the that handbook says, so despite funny. this character being dead or whatever, like despite this happening before, I'm yeah, like, you know, yeah, you know, it said. It said, despite Spider-Man not having the symbiote at this time. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, it still so... happens, so. I mean, yeah. the, on, the only good, the, the, only hand, one, yes. the only Apparently. one good thing, yeah. oh, I was just, I was just going to say, the only one good funny part thing about the issue five was they pretty much established how stupid of a name Mr. E is. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of expected them to do a whole... You don't remember anything, and that's what happened. So, <laughs> and we got one page of no, which was pretty cool. I, I, I guess, but I mean, at least th- you didn't have Venom fighting no, you know, or like the Black Spider-Man. I, I just, Noel, you know, I just find it weird how he was able just to morph out of nowhere and just speak to Mister E. Like, oh, oh, okay, all right, eh. you're technically asleep, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it is. It nothing makes sense. So, <laughs> so just for the listeners, if you follow my um, chronology projects, uh, I made the executive decision to purge them of the Symbiote Spider-Man series, just because of you know it's just problematic with the canon, and also I'm <laughs> I also made the the final decision that I'm no longer picking up these books like. I'm Good. not going to get the next Good. one. You made the right I'm, choice. I'm so done with this. <laughs> <laughs> All but right. Did Spider-Man did, did Spider-Man symbiote even do anything symbiotic or was it just Spider-Man wearing the black suit? Did it? Uh, uh, well, he, yeah. no, actually he did. He he just morphed the mouse so he could take a sip. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, there I think you go. the whole point was just to have a like a conflict with with uh Mr. E but yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. All right, moving yeah. on. We got King and Black Ghost Rider number one. Is it essential? No. Is it recommended? Maybe. This is more of a Ghost Rider story than a King and Black story. Mm. The big takeaway for Venomaniacs, however, is that Mephisto now has a symbiote stashed away for later. That's not gonna. I mean, like, so does so does like Spider-Man Noir and nothing happened with but that. But now, so. now, now that I think about it, the fact that Mephisto is going to play some sort of part in this whole Heroes Reborn thing and that we're also getting the Black Skull, which is That Venom is a good and, point. You know, I, I think, don't think that's going to be anything. Yeah, I think that's going, I think the symbiote that Mephisto has is going to be the Black Skull. Uh, I might believe something was, was happening if Venom was more of a prominent character and not just a throwaway villain as the black skull like if you had like a heroic venom character i would say yeah but uh the the black skull just sounds like a gimmick character to me yeah but now if it isn't the black skull 
and someone remembers that Mephisto has that symbiote later on, I'm thinking it might have something to do with Scream and Andy, since Andy still has the hell mark, which, it, it, if I remember this correctly, does having the hell mark mean you have, you know, kind of a foot in the door for being the next ruler of hell? Yeah, it was, it was like part of, that's why Mephisto put the hell mark on the, on the four of them in the first place. Yeah. He wanted to like that. Four champions or something for the throne. Exactly. So and, perhaps and that might have something yeah. to do with that. And like, aren't all of them gone now besides hers? Right? I think so. Yeah. yeah I, th- I, I don't know how all of them got rid of them, but yeah, I, right. I know in Thunderbolts, I think they got rid of Hulks. And yeah, like the, the Hulk and the Laura one got kind of waved away. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't know about Laura, but the, and then obviously yeah. the other one died. The, the yeah. Ghost Rider. Right. But um. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely more of a book if you were following the Ghost Rider series that like got canceled during COVID. This is sort of like a lot, last hurrah for that. And mm-hmm. then saying like, oh, like there's even a line. It's like I know this isn't the ending you probably wanted, but you know, here you go. We tried. So and right. it, but I I do love that Blackheart is back in his classic appearance. We saw yes. that in the in in the I think the last issue of Ghost Rider. But I hated the appearance that Bendis gave him. And so yep. Blackheart gets the the classic big spiky look, and I love it. And so this, this is just a fun Ghost Rider series, but, or fun Ghost Rider book versus Symbiotes. But I do like that Andy is apparently way better at using Hellfire than Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh. All right, moving on. We got um, King Black uh, Thunderbolts number four. Number three. Number three, okay. Number three. three. For some reason, I missed that number. Um, Is it essential reading? No, but is it recommended? Hell yes. This, along with the Scream tie-in, is like the standout tie-in of the event. Like, if you're looking for a King Black tie-in to read, let this one be at the the top of your list. This is just a fun little book, you know. I, I yeah. hope I hope there's a there's a Thunderbolt series coming after this. Same team, same creative team. I just love this Thunderbolts book. Yeah, this as a, a big Thunderbolts fan myself, I am still annoyed that Kingpin has the Thunderbolts like IP. He owns that, and I, I love the classic Thunderbolts more. But this was a fun sort of iteration of the team. Task, I'm a big Taskmaster fan, and this was just a very fun book with a fun cast of characters. You know, I, they're literally like taping Sentry together his dead body. <laughs> so, and just like, mm. I th- my, and my absolute favorite part, one of my biggest cons in this whole book uh, has been that Taskmaster does not look like Taskmaster. He looks more like Eddie Brock than anything. And they fix that with this issue. They have a pull off a fake mask that was part of the plan. And like, I, I apologize for, for saying that was a con because that's a great twist that that was part of the plan. But that he surely a, like had to be a mistake that they just went back and rewrote. Like that had well, to be. No, I don't see, see I think that's why they told him what like I remember the artist saying, like, oh, I just didn't know what he looked like and I just drew something. And so I think they purposely like didn't want him to know because part of the plant because they, they opened up with him saying, Oh, like in the first issue, the, the Thunderbolts are dead and they were showing all the faces, and that was mm-hmm. part of the plan because that's why Taskmaster had mm, a great chest. It, it was, and I think it's great. And that was, I was so glad that wasn't Taskmaster's real face. And that, so that was like my biggest con with the whole series gone. Fix, solve. And this, on top of that, this series had great art. It's Juan Ferreria, I believe his name is. Very 
great art. I love his take on the symbiotes. The symbiote dragons look super cool. The minions look really cool with their like spiky shoulders and all that. And yeah, th- this was just a fun, fun little mini. And I, I would like to see more of this team, but I, I don't know if I'd want them to be necessarily Thunderbolts. Give them another name or something. But yeah, let's, let's see more of them. Yeah. All right. I, I want to just add real quick. I uh, just to add on to Tyler's thing, like I enjoyed the series as well, but Taskmaster's face bothered me so much. And I came up with like, I was like in my own head, I was like, he's using a fake face. That's the only way I can enjoy this comic <laughs> is if I convince myself that he's using a fake face and, and it ended up being the case. And I was really, really happy about that because we just came yep. off of that Taskmaster series. That was fantastic. So, so good. Uh, yeah, so the, I I don't want to make this a Taskmaster podcast, but I, it, it, was, it was a fantastic book. So, all right. So next up is King Black Wiccan and Hulkling number one. Is it essential? No. Is it recommended? I say yeah. This was actually a pretty yeah. fun story about a honeymoon gone wrong. And not only that, but we also got the turn of some Simio characters from the Web of Venom Empire's End. Yeah, yeah. So Tarna back. So she unfortunately didn't escape that, but. She's fine. Yeah. She made it out alive. No, no not like my Costa's girl, girl, but <laughs> Yay, Tarna. Woo. Yeah, I know. I, I am. I'm always glad to see Tarna and Space Knight characters, though, because I doubt we're ever going to see many of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ika and Rolo, pick Rolo, but um, I'm, I'm but waiting yeah. for 803 return. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, uh, it, I will say the art did make Teddy and Billy look really young. But you know, whatever. I gotta see. I gotta see Carol's half sister in a bikini. That's always good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, look, I'm sorry. Somebody's I'm, I, thirsty. I, I, you know me. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, she's strong, girl. <laughs> uh, but no, it was just it. It was cool to see a little bit of more of the in, symbiote invasion in space, and because we we've both mostly been on Earth. And so we just got to see, you know, uh, Teddy, you know, being the, the the emperor that he is right now, leading people to safe, safety. And I, I, I just thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't follow any of these characters, but it was definitely a fun issue, even if I didn't know what the hell was going on. And also, the art is all like I, I did mention them looking kind of young. I like this look of the symbiotes a lot. Like uh, the symbiote possessed Korean scroll look really cool. The dragons look cool. And then null he looks, the artist looked like they specifically drew him based off of, uh, trad Moore's, uh, trad interpretation Moore, yeah. from silver surfer black. So oh, that, that was cool. Seeing that return. Yeah. All right. And then lastly, we have King in black return. The Valkyries number four. Is it essential? No. Is it recommended? No. Who knows if the Valkyries efforts to depower the necro will play a role in King and black finale. It didn't. No, nope. no, nope. <laughs> nope. I will say this is probably the strongest issue of all the Valkyrie issues. Yeah. Just, I just thought it was a nice speech that Jane was making about like death and like acceptance mm-hmm. and like how you're remembered. So it was just on that front. It was nice. But in terms of the larger King and black story, it's like, Hey, we saw this thing that Null didn't even know about. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the, with the random, like his sword randomly has this connection to it, the dead celestial for some reason. And it like powers up by all the souls it's killed. I I feel like that 
if that was important, it would have been introduced somewhere else <laughs> instead of just like, oh, by the way. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the rapid fire reviews. And now we're going to touch on uh, Extreme Carnage, (laughs) as you've been hearing us talk about all podcasts. Last week, Marvel announced the start of another symbiote event in July with Extreme Carnage Alpha number one, helmed by writer Philip Kennedy Johnson. This new story is shaping up to be a smaller event compared to Absolute Carnage and King Black, given the Alpha issue. It'll focus on the Life Foundation symbiotes, Lasher, Agony, Riot, and Phage, and also their solar uh, sister, um, Scream, and their older brother Carnage, along with what looks to be the new toxin, and a mystery character, according to the preview. Who is it? Who could it be? Who could it possibly be? Who's that Pokemon? Sleeper. It's Pikachu! Uh, the preview art, of course, is by uh, Lionel Francis Yu and Sunny Go. Um, the writer teases that after King and Black, everything we thought we knew about the symbiotes will have changed. Every man, woman, Ugh. and child in the Marvel Universe will finally understand the, the massive threat the symbiotes represent. And the symbiotes Ugh. that are still among us are now in the crosshairs of some extremely angry and scared and powerful forces. In the pages of Extreme Carnage, we'll not only explain what Carnage is in this new post-King and Black era, but also see a return to form for the deadliest symbiotes that have ever lived, while putting them on a lethal new path for the future. I don't know, man. Don't let uh, Aaron's grunts fool you. Uh, uh, some him. of us are he's extremely gonna, excited. He's some gonna of us are going to eat it up. He's going to yeah. eat it up. I mean, I'm still uh, going to buy every single issue, which means yeah, I'm going to buy all the variants. Yeah, I have a right to complain. As a consumer. <laughs> no, this this is everything I've wanted. This you got you got Toxin, you got Scream, you got Life Foundation symbiotes again, like the whole crew is here except for Sleeper for some reason, but don't worry about that. Because Flash is back. We're gonna, we should be able to see him within the next day or two. They're probably gonna reveal the pro art. I'm so excited. We get Lionel Francis use Agent Venom for the first time. And oh my goodness, I'm just so excited for that. I'm so oh, burnt we're out. We're going to get a Flash and Andy reunion. Yeah, but yeah, dude, maybe. I'm, I'm still burnt out from King and Black. Do we really uh, need see, another no, symbiote event right after See, that? I understand that complaint. I really do, but I do not care. This is exactly <laughs> what I want. Now, this is I'll the symbiote the symbiote characters we care about interacting with each other. Yes, I'll say are, this. Are, are they though? Extreme are Carnage has me actually excited because we're finally going to get something that isn't fucking null. <laughs> but it's probably gonna be related to null, so mm. you know, like I'm I'm thinking Carnage maybe Noel was was being nice and started his revival process or or something. I mean, I I am happy we're getting focus on some of our symbiotes, but uh, the Life Foundation has been cannon fodder. Are they really going to do something with them now? I don't know. I hope they uh, keep their. Yeah, I, don't know. I hope they keep I their recent forms, the Life Foundation symbiotes, because I really like them. I mean, get rid of the whole spiral well, business on the face. Forms, I mean, are yeah. uh, we are we still? Well, yeah, they won't be corrupted by the the influence anymore. But yeah. is the carnage still going to be the Grendel? And are we still? Are we going to maybe run into Big Mama or Big Mother? That's the one thing I want out of this. I just want Carnage 
back to normal, and that's it. So yeah. but I, if uh, that happens, you'll be happy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, if that happens, sure. Uh, but I, you know, like I said, I'm I'm kind of just waiting to see what happens with Venom 200 because surely Venom is going to have to show up in this, right? right? I mean, they're not just going to ignore Venom, and if if they're doing all of this, I mean, maybe they are like to give him a break, but. I don't know, man. Right. It, it also, no, it, like it's here, also, here's the yeah. ideal situation. Like, here, like here's what I'm thinking. Like, it's an alpha, so just like Venom Inc. and Minimum Carnage before it, it's probably going to be alpha, and then two different series back, you know, back to back. And uh, yeah. I'd say the safest bet is probably Venom, and then Scream. What I'm hoping for is a Venom, and then an Agent Venom series. But right. I, that's that's my bias speaking, of course, but I'll take, I'll take anything. And my ideal here is that this is kind of the springboard for the new writing team and stuff like that. Like this is the first little, like it's a self-contained symbiote event. So people who are sick of this, who just want to read their books without King and black in the corner or extreme carnage in the corner, don't have to worry about it. Right. It's just a book for two characters right venom and whoever else it's crossing over with i almost guarantee you eddie's well if it's a springboard for for venom then shouldn't they be advertising that because you know donnie cates's series has has been huge and they don't want to just sleep on that so Uh, i I think they would advertise that's that's the thing though right yeah that's the thing the we just recently learned that you know venom number 200 has been delayed to june 9th so mm-hmm. we have July coming up with Extreme Carnage. I think you know they they are they're trying to keep their they're, they're they're trying to keep the cars close to the chest as to the future of Venom and what's happening there. So you know I think July is going to shape up to be a pretty large month when it comes to comics. I know like we have Extreme Carnage and, uh, on the side we have a Moon Knight coming in uh, July. Um, but also, you know, we're probably going to see the the books that will be tying into uh, this Extreme Carnage. We're going to see the new Venom series. I'm pretty sure the first issue is going to be in July. Yeah. And then um, I'm I'm yeah. hoping that you know Spider Man isn't going to be one of the books because you know we don't really need Spider Man in this <laughs> event. I doubt it. I don't. Yeah. So. I mean, I would honestly be fine if it is just a story about Flash who just has to wrangle up the life foundation to fight carnage. And then maybe at the end, because, you know, like they need some extra stuff. They say, Hey, Hey, let's like call in God. Then, then Eddie just comes in (laughs) and just helps them fight off carnage. Yo, Eddie, like I'd be fine with that. But I mean, I just, you know, I just want to know what's going to happen with venom. Cause we know, What's going to happen with Flash? We'll find out what happens. You're just going to wait. What's going to happen with Venom? You will find out. What do with them? I, 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 I guess, <laughs> but why isn't Sleeper on the cover? What that is, is a good question. Doing? It feels weird that they're like the only spawn other than Scorn, Rip and Beast. Carnage Central does bring up a good point that CB Sabolsky, when this was, uh, when Extreme Carnage was announced, he's that uh, hashtag of Summer of Symbiotes. 
So oh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this is going to be much bigger than anyone expects. It's oh, not going to be God. just. It's not going to be <laughs> extreme carnage. Oh, hush. Oh God! I'm so freaking excited, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, trim the fat off of King and Black. Just give me my symbiote characters, dude. Like I am happy, man. Like. Yeah. Nope. Give me Carnage back to to form. Give me Agent Venom back to form. Give me Eddie Brock kicking butt again, right? Like, just give me Sleeper Dylan. I don't give a crap, man. Just give me all these symbiote characters. (laughs) And all of this... Don't give me these Venomized characters, right? Like, ah. And all of this, all of this right before September when Venom 2 finally comes. Is it, though? Is it, Is it, though? We'll see. But um, yeah. But no, I, I'm very excited for this. Uh, like, if Spider-Man was to get some sort of one shot, like he did with King of Black, I'd like to see Spider-Man versus the Life Foundation symbiote again. Like, because of that oh, like there are five Venoms, or like a callback to that. Like, he's gonna and fight then, and fight them again. And then screams on his his side this time. Then he's gonna say yet again, "Oh, I hate symbiote stuff." <laughs> but don't you think <laughs> okay. they would have to do like a Spider-Man tie-in, especially if Flashes back because you know, like the yeah. longest time we were saying, they're not going to bring back Flash in a Venom book because Flash is a Spider-Man character. Yeah, right? Flash is I, now I, a Venom I'm, character. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, su- I'm very surprised he did not come back in an ASM issue, and I'm happy. Yeah. I'm so happy yeah. he came back in a Venom yeah. issue. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's Donny Cates separated. Oh, go ahead, Orion. Yeah, I'm just going to say it's it's a shift in the character. You know he. You know, right. when he died, he was a Spider-Man character, but now he's reborn a Venom character. Seventy sixty-year-old like character, that. I like that. literally, <laughs> literally Venom for five years, and now he's a Venom character. I don't believe it. I think best Venom heard it from Eddie himself. I don't believe it. I think I think I you know he's always going to be Spider-Man's bully and best friend, right? And he'll always yeah. be that Spider-Man character. But like, it it really is. A shift, man. It really is for not only Eddie, but Flash as kind of separating themselves from the Spider-Man mythos. And, and you'll never separate them completely, especially Flash, right? Like he number has one a big fanboy. <laughs> number one fanboy. He has the spider for a reason. Both of them do, right? But like, it, it's probably one of my favorite things is that reading King in Black, reading hopefully this Extreme Carnage. I don't want spider-man i love spider-man i don't want him part of this uh you know side story event whatever it is i don't want him there because it's 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 about symbiotes now man and and i love their tie to spider-man but i also love that now we have eddie set aside to be his own character and and now flash can be part of that and like they can have their own little world they have to deal with the consequences of king and black spider-man shouldn't have to right eddie yeah, should no. have to flash should have to right that makes more sense and and this could really be something else especially if they bring cletus back properly and and just go ham on it man like th- there's so many like i want to see flash um reunite because he knows peter parker's secret identity or spider-man's secret identity as peter parker now right so we definitely need more of that but for now man just give me reunion with andy let eddie kind of like uh like almost like the boss of them all like you know what i'm saying (laughs) like 
a, give me classic Eddie versus Carnage, you know, Cletus Carnage. Uh, I, I like this has so much potential. It has so many things that could go well. They just need to stick the landing, and they really need to to focus on these symbiote characters. And I think they'll find that there's a lot of fans out there who care about these symbiotes, and not just yeah. because it's a Spider-Man character. I think this is, is signaling, and I don't like it. I, I think this is signaling <laughs> symbiotes becoming its own franchise, no longer just adjacent Spider-Man. Just now. Just now, Ethan? Just oh. now. <laughs> a giant well, event. I think we've been building to it, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But hey, after all look, Flash, from Venom merchandise. Flash came back so he, he can be Spider-Man's best man again at his wedding. Mark my words. Yeah, there we go. There we yeah. go. Yeah. 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 It's going to happen. I'm calling it right now. I hope so. But Because uh, Harry's an evil asshole right now, so it's still got to be Flash who's the best man. <laughs> But then Eddie but, uh, can be one of the groomsmen, right? <laughs> right. That yeah. would be funny. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. That would be hilarious if, if Peter Dane invites Eddie to his wedding. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Dylan is ring boy, right? <laughs> or, yeah, or ring boy Dylan. Or 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 he doesn't invite Eddie, but Eddie shows up anyway and actually rocks it. <laughs> <laughs> wedding crasher. Yeah, yeah like he just shows up with the symbiote horde. Hey, what's up? Oh, <laughs> you know, black in the house, baby. Hey, what's up? He just swings the way around. Wings. Hey, what's going on here? He pulls like a gargoyles and makes his wings like a cloak or something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a fan art. Like, I want him folding the wing cape. I want to see that. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, but, um, no, I, I'm very excited for this. Uh, I was going to say something else. Can't quite remember, but just. Yeah, this is everything I've wanted. Like I said, this is all the characters. And I I think it makes total sense. I like story wise. I think it makes total sense about the plot that the Marvel universe is kind of pissed at symbiote characters. So I think we're going to see more of the guardsmen from the toxin story. I think we're going to see like Alchemex probably, like you said, and they're probably going to take play, uh, take part in it with carnage. I like that. That's my biggest question. I don't know how carnage is going to tie into this. Like maybe he starts causing more, problems for the other symbiotes like making them look bad and maybe and so they have to stop carnage maybe we'll see more of that synthetic anti-venom from the black cat tie-ins maybe we're just uh, being fooled we'll and this is a venom verse thing where like we're like the first thing we see is the clayton crane artwork of all the venoms and oh, it's worst nightmare. Oh, no. <laughs> at all Look, that didn't have a classified character, okay? <laughs> yeah. Extreme yeah. Carnage is really just Carnage verse, like you were saying. Yeah. There. Oh, that would be yeah. awful. This is all all the different all the different Carnages from the from the Carnage anthology coming. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that closes out today's episode. Look forward to our next episode near the end of April as we review the final King Black tie-ins, which I think they're like four. And then... Uh, no more. Yeah, oh. No more, please. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Carnage, Black, White, and Blood, number two, and Spider-Man, the Spider's Shadow, number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can listen to We Are Venomaniacs on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, and iTunes, Audible, and YouTube. We can also be found on Twitter at WAV underscore podcast. Check out our Discord server where you can geek out with a community of Venomaniacs like us. As always, thank you to my fellow co-hosts, Carlos, Tyler, Aaron, and John for joining me today. 
Happy fiftieth episode, everyone! Yeah, happy fiftieth. I would not miss rubbing this in Aaron's face for the world. The king of black was the friends <laughs> we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are all kings in black today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you th- dropped this king. Yeah. And uh, thanks to the Venom site, our other king in black, for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS banner and all of your generous support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community. It's an honor to be your voice in the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs.